I'm your number one fan. There is nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'll take good care of you. I'm your number one fan. Alright, welcome to the first ever episode of Horror for Dummies Presents Number One Fan. This is something that I've wanted to do for a while now, and basically it's it's just an interview podcast where I, your host Tim, interview the best in the horror podcast community, the hosts and uh, people that we listen to on a regular basis. And it gives me a chance to interact more with uh, fellow horror podcasters and get to know the ins and outs of, of what they think about horror movies and other things in life in general. Uh, so let's start it. My first guest, he needs no introduction. This guy is known across a lot of the horror community, having done multiple shows such as Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, which is one of the best horror podcast names out there. Uh, Cult Unknown is another show that he does, but his most notable show is Kill the Cast. I'm talking about Jerry Herring. Jerry is such a fun guy to talk to. He he really has no filter, which is a big reason why I like him. Um, and, and this is the perfect time to mention that this interview may be, at times, controversial and may offend some listeners. So this is your warning right now before we jump into it. But I talked to Jerry and we discussed how Kill the Cast came to be. We discussed his favorite horror movies and not-so-favorite horror movies. But uh, we also talk about everything in between, including favorite bands and even his thoughts on Metallica and the Beatles, which may shock you. It's a funny, shocking discussion about all things horror and podcasting. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So... Before we jump into it, I do want to just bring something forth that I woke up to this morning, something I didn't want to wake up to this morning, and and that's um, James Kahn, the, the death of James Kahn. Now, obviously, the title of the show, Number One Fan, is a nod to the film Misery, which is, in my opinion, the best Stephen King adaptation out there. Uh, but this morning, I woke up to the news that James Kahn had passed away. And James Kahn, like, obviously starred in the movie Misery alongside Kathy Bates. And in my humble opinion, Misery is his best movie. And, and that's just my opinion. I have not seen The Godfather, so don't get all up in my face about it. Uh, Misery is just my favorite of James Kahn's movie. I like it more than I did Elf. Um, another, ja- another film that he did that doesn't get as much love is called The Good Neighbor. It's an interesting haunted house film that I can guarantee will leave you in tears. James Kahn was such an incredible actor and will definitely be missed. So rest in peace to you, James Kahn. And this this uh, podcast is dedicated to you. So with that being said, we're going to jump into our interview, our one-on-one with my friend Jerry Herring. And uh, we'll be back next week with the regular Horror for Dummies show where we have the return of the mushroom. That's right. He has come back from his trip overseas and he is returning to the Horror for Dummies podcast after next week. But this time, I hope you guys enjoy my one-on-one discussion with Mr. Jerry Herring from Kill the Cast. Here we go. Yo, what is up? I am here with one of my favorite podcasters out there, 
From the podcast Kill the Cast, we have Mr. Jerry Herring. Hey, dude, what's up? Not much, man. It's a lovely morning for me, and uh, I'm drinking coffee and hanging out with you. Nice. Morning for you and, like, almost morning for me. Uh, it's about quarter to midnight, so we're almost we're almost in morning time for both of us. Thank you for joining me on this episode of uh, I'm Your Number One Fan. This is uh, basically just an interview. I'm going to be just banging out questions about your show and about you and your opinions on, on horror movies, because that's why we're here. We both are Oh, I didn't hear the questions part. I just heard we were going to be banging. So I was like, <laughs> let's go. I'm down. Don't tell me. I will get on it's, a plane and fly to Tennessee right now. It's it's hoochie daddy season. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right. The first question I have to ask you, and and this might be a thinker unless you're like me and already have the fucking list in your head, but top five favorite horror movies. Um. Okay. So number one is Jaws. Oh, like, get fucked. Yes. Like obviously. Uh, <laughs> number two is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. Uh, number three is the original Japanese 1954 Godzilla, aka Gojira. Yep. Um, or that was number three. Number four is uh, the Black Cat from 1934 with Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. Interesting. Okay. And uh, number five, I'm I'm just gonna say Matango, which is another Japanese movie made by the same people who did the original Godzilla, because um, it's kind of like the thing meets Gilligan's Island. It's uh, and it's very like psychological. Um, and it deals with like that same kind of like paranoia level that the thing has, except it's on like an island and right, there's mushroom okay. people. <laughs> well, I've never, I've never heard that one actually. What's it called again? Matango. Um, in America, when it got released, like in the sixties, it was called attack of the mushroom people. But oh, okay. that um, so you might find bell. it under that name, but the original version's called Matango. Right, okay, okay. Jaws as your number one. I knew that, like, we both had a common love for Jaws and Jaws of Revenge, but I never knew Jaws was your number one film of all time. That's awesome. Oh, so, okay, so in America, there was a, a place called Blockbuster, you know? Yeah, Maybe had, you've heard of it. <laughs> we had it here. Um, <laughs> back in uh, the early 90s, they had this thing called Kid, Kid Prince. And what it was is you would go into Blockbuster and they would record asking your kid a bunch of questions so that if he ever went missing, you would have video footage of the kid that they could release so people wouldn't know what he sounded like, what he looked like, you know, better than a picture. Wow. Okay. Well, in that, uh, they ask, you know, what's your favorite movie? Now, keep in mind, I did this when I was five years old. And they're like, what's your favorite movie? And, you know, I'm being a kid. So I'm like, I don't know. And you can hear my mom off screen going, what about Wizard of Oz? And I just turn around and go, Jaws, just Jaws. <laughs> like, I saw that movie, like, when I was super young. My grandfather showed it to me because uh, I would always watch, uh, like, old Universal Monster movies with me. with him. Yeah. And he showed me jaws also so jaws has been my favorite movie since i was five years old and i have video proof of i still have the vhs i have video proof of this that is amazing that's so that's 
fucking weird. That's one of the reasons why Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. Um, I, I like you. I watched it. I think I was around three or four when I first saw it. And it was the first movie that I can remember watching. Probably the first movie I ever saw. And yeah, my grandpa showed it to me as well. <laughs> so yeah, and it's the one movie that I refuse to do a podcast on. Really? Was that? Because I would just sit there blowing it the entire time. Like, <laughs> who wants to listen to me, like, just sit there and stuff this movie's dick? It's not like there's deep layers to the movie to get into, like, you know, mm-hmm. what things... It's just going to be me talking about how much I love the movie and all this background information that everyone's heard a hundred million times, you know? Yeah. Because everything's known about this movie. Everything. That's true. So... Like, there's really no point in me reviewing the first Jaws, because I'm just going to talk about how, to me, it is a perfect movie. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, your your review on um, Jaws 3 versus Jaws 4 is still, to this day, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever listened to. That episode was fucking amazing. You... Not only, you not only nailed every point, you brought up facts and stuff that I didn't even know. And Jaws the Revenge is like, it's <laughs> as embarrassing as it is, it's actually in my top 10 favorite films of all time. Um, it's such so, a fun movie to watch. Like, that's the thing. It like, is. Like, first of all, y'all want to talk about bad shark movies, and y'all want to throw Jaws the Revenge out there when shit like three-headed shark attack and Sharknado exist and how shark and shark of the corn and (laughs) all these terrible shark movies and y'all want to act like uh jaws of revenge is so terrible it's a supernatural shark it's not (laughs) doing what a shark would do dude did you not watch jaws 3 the mother gets revenge (laughs) on its dead shark shark mothers literally try to eat their young as soon as they're born (laughs) they don't give a shit there is no motherly instinct jaws 3 is just as fucking unbelievable as jaws revenge so y'all can suck my dick as far as i'm concerned (laughs) just watch it and have a good time it's just a fun fucking movie like and yeah the shark doesn't look as good as it did in jaws the first Jaws, but none of the sequels had a shark that looked as good as the first Jaws. Yeah, it just I didn't. Agree. And part of that's because they didn't show us much of the shark. And now we get to see the shark from every conceivable fucking angle. At this <laughs> point, like you could, there's people that are like, uh, in Jaws three, they said it was a mother, but you can actually see in this scene right here that it's got Kaloka, so it's obviously a male. And it's like, bro, just watch the fucking movie. If this is not a Scorsese film, okay? It's a it's a fucking giant shark movie. And you can't tell me that the banana boat scene in Jaws of Revenge isn't absolutely oh. fucking terrifying. It is. It is. Um, I have made I've made a few people watch Jaws of Revenge, and each one of them has come back and go, I can see why people call it bad, but goddamn was fun. Yeah, it's dude, Jaws 3 is boring as shit. Yes, okay. agreed. Like, it's boring as fuck. There's a reason why it's not canonical. Jaws 5 by Bruno Matai <laughs> is more canonical than <laughs> Jaws 3, okay? Jesus, he said it. <laughs> I got controversial opinions. <laughs> I do. Okay, let me tell you a controversial opinion real quick. Okay. I was watching Poltergeist while I was on NyQuil during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fucked up and I'm sitting there watching it and they're like, 
you moved the tombstones, but you didn't move the bodies. And my mind just goes, that's a good point. You should move the bodies also. In fact, we should get rid of cemeteries because that's just real estate. Like, we're talking about overcrowding and all this shit. Then let's get rid of all the fucking tombstones and graveyards, cremate all the bodies, mm-hmm. you know, get rid of all that shit. Let's get more land. And maybe that could help get us cheaper housing. I'm, I could solve the American housing crisis. The prices are insane here. I can solve it. Get rid of graveyards. I, I mean, you have a point. I can't argue with anything you just said. If you get rid of the bodies, there's yeah. no problem. Cremate <laughs> them all. Do you really give a fuck that some dusty-ass skeleton that you never met, but it's your great-grandma, like, <laughs> it's taken out of the fucking ground to get rid of I know it'll be hard for some people, but, like, bro, we can cremate them and put them in urns. In fact, you could take your whole family plot burn them all, put them into one big-ass urn and put that on your mantle and be like, that's my whole fucking family. And when I die, I'm added to that shit, too. And because of that, this house costs me fucking $600 less a month than it should have because Jerry solved the housing crisis. (laughs) Jerry Herring for president. There we go. I'm just saying, like, like, why are we so sentimental over... Dead bodies. Why are we wasting all this money on funerals and all this money? Like, just have the fucking wake and mm. then burn the fucking body and keep the ashes and go dump them at Disneyland or some shit. <laughs> I mean, uh, every family member that has passed in, in my family has been cremated, so I have no problem with this at all. See, you come from a fucking smart family line. <laughs> Mine I mean, are all fucking buried, wasting fucking land. We're wasting land. That's true. I mean, I've I've always said that if when when I die, I would like to be buried. But that's just for the fact that if in one day zombies do come back, I, I want to be a zombie. But that's stupid. Okay, well here's the thing: if you want to be buried, you can. You have to be buried in your backyard, like not in a cemetery. I, you get buried I, in your backyard. I'm alright with that. I love my backyard. See, there you go. And then your dogs go out there and they can piss on your grave every day. <laughs> Just yeah. to mark it and be like, he's still mine. <laughs> a dog will be dead before I die. That's what the you way, think. The way it's going. <laughs> hey, you, just, you just got like a new dog. Yeah, we got a puppy. Dumb decision. Get, oh, get the, dog's, n- the dog's dumb? Uh, <sighs> Takes after you? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir. Good work. On to, on to the next question. I just want to know, and I think you kind of roughly answered this already, but how did you become a horror fan? Uh, it was definitely watching horror movies with my grandfather and, like, him telling, like, he liked to tell us, like, ghost stories um, and shit. Like, the two things, like, there was a couple things we always do with my grandfather. For me, it was watching old horror movies. Um, like, I remember watching The Wolfman with him. Mm-hmm. Um and then we would also play video games, and I would, there was a game for the original Nintendo called Shadowgate, um, and, the, and another game called Uninvited, and they're both, like, point-click adventures. Um, right. But, like, the Uninvited, you're, like, a detective who goes in this house, and, like, when you die, it shows, like, a picture of the fucking Grim Reaper and shit, and it's like, you, you died, bitch. 
Um, and Shadowgate was the same thing. You go and you open the wrong door and then like a uh, fucking monster just kills you. Um, so I'd always want to play like the horror games like that. Um, so I was just instinctively drawn to like these horror and these scary monsters and like Godzilla. So I would have like Godzilla toys. I would have fucking uh, like I used to have a Universal Monsters coloring book. Oh, nice. Um, I also had a uh, <laughs> I had a Dungeons and Dragons monster manual called the Fiend Folio 2. And it's literally just like all the information for, you know, the stats for the monster and a little description. But yep. I would just like go through it and look at the monsters. I've always <laughs> been obsessed with monsters. Yep. Jesus. We are we are so much alike. It's scary. <laughs> we, we, I'm the American version. You're the Australian version. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The way we got into horror and everything, yeah. It's just everything you say. It's like, geez, it's just like me. It's weird. It's weird. So, but how did you how did you get into podcasting? So, uh, you'd have to go back to like. So I've always been on the internet. Like I had in the 90s, I was on AOL. My dad had a computer in my bedroom. Um, so like I was always in AOL. I was always on AOL chat rooms. Um, and then eventually, you know, you could move up to like AIM instant message or all that. But it started with uh, Yahoo, actually. Uh, Yahoo used to have user made chat rooms. And yeah. so I would go in there. And back then, not everyone, like, had a microphone, but you could, uh, in those user rooms, you could mm -hmm. actually get on a microphone. You couldn't get on a webcam, but you could get on a microphone, because at that point, webcams were probably, like, crazy fucking expensive. But a microphone was expensive, but not as expensive. And my dad, being a tech guy, you know, I always had all kind of shit. So I would get on there, and I would host little shows, and I would play music, which was literally just turning the music on the radio or like I, on a CD player and just putting the mic to the speaker. Um, but I would do that and I would host and I would talk to people. Um, and it all stems from this movie that I had watched um, in my early teenage years called pump up the volume with Christian Slater, right. where he's, he's a kid who, who gets moved to like a different state and he, he can no longer get with his talk to his friends or anything. But his dad bought them this radio equipment so he could talk to his friends in New York, but he couldn't reach them. So he started hosting a pirated illegal radio station, and he would do his little show. And I was obsessed with it. I wanted to do it. So I did that on Yahoo chat rooms. Um, and then eventually, like, YouTube became a thing, and I, I did little things on YouTube. It was never really great. But um, I had started – I was on Instagram. And it's back when I was really big in the retro gaming scene and me and my buddy were talking and we were just like, we need to create like a proper hashtag. So we're not finding each other just off NES or Nintendo, but like a hashtag for all of us. So we created retro collective. And then eventually I decided I wanted to talk with other people about retro gaming, kind of an interview, kind of just bullshit, kind of just talking about video games. So I created a retro collective podcast. And I did like six, seven episodes that way. Um, and then for some reason, I just did, I, I stopped doing it. I, I went back to doing more YouTube stuff. And then um, Jay, who I met through the retro gaming scene, he had posted on Facebook that 
he hated Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> and I was like, how do you fucking hate Cannibal Holocaust? Like, this is such an amazing film. Like, I understand the director's an asshole and, like, yeah, he killed live animals. But, like, this is a fucking amazing movie. And so we got to talk about it. And I was just like, we should do a podcast. Because we disagree on Cannibal Holocaust. We should do a podcast. So we did the first episode on, um, we were going to do streaming titles. So I think City of the Living Dead was on Hulu at the time. Yep. So we did that. Now he's in the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Um, And we kept having problems linking up to be able to record another episode. So I told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to have my buddy Kenneth jump on. Because me and Kenneth have been friends for, you know, like almost 20 years at this point he got me he's the one who showed me like cannibal holocaust for the first time and like lucio Fulci's zombie and like a lot of these other uh horror movies i'd never seen mm-hmm. um and so i brought him on and we did i saw the devil because i thought i still think i saw the devil is like one of the greatest korean horror movies of all time um and then we were able to link up all three of us, and then it that's just it just kept going. Wow. Okay. Okay. So did you did you like go to school with Kenneth or something like that, or just how did you meet Kenneth? Um. So my mom had kicked me out. Uh, I was living in Alabama, and I hated that school. Like, I was like the only atheist in the school. Even the Christians were Catholic. Like it was. I mean, mm-hmm. like, even late, the goth kids were Catholic, is what I meant to say. Okay. It was fucking dumb. So I got in a lot of trouble there. Um, I'd wear shirts to school that have, like, Christians murdered Indians on it. <laughs> and, uh, like, God is a lie and all this stuff. So I'd get the shit kicked out of me. Well, I met this uh, lady who moved into the same uh, apartments that I lived in. And she, she was this goth chick. And she didn't work. Her husband worked. And so I started going, I started just skipping school and going to her house and watching horror movies all day with her. Um, I respected her husband. Nothing ever happened. Like, just so no one thinks anything happened. I respected the husband. Yeah. Uh, he was a cool dude. Well, after like two months straight of just skipping school, they finally called my mom. Uh, and so my mom found out. My mom kicked me out like that weekend, sent me to go live in Georgia with my dad. Um, my brother had lived there previously, so he was like, hey, hit up this chick, Roxy. She's super cool. You'll get along with her. So I started hanging out with her, and she was friends with Kenneth. But she never wanted us to meet because I was, like, at the time, I was, like, a really big asshole. I was a guy that had no filter and would just say whatever. He didn't give a fuck. Always, (laughs) like, edgy and shit. And Kenneth was the kind of guy that would punch that edgy guy in the mouth. So she didn't want us to meet. Well, we met. And the first thing I said to him was, are you like a burn victim or something? Because he has really bad, like, facial scars from acne. Holy shit. Uh, And he looked at me and then kind of laughed because he was just like, no one's ever been that straightforward with him. Uh, And he thought it was funny. So we got along really well from that day on and, like, became best friends because I had met him when he had just broken up with his ex. And ex he thought he was, like, going to marry and it was a really, really bad breakup. So, like, it was just, like, the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And we just became, like, inseparable. It just constantly hung out. I eventually, like, moved into his one-bedroom apartment with him. And we would just fucking bullshit all day, watch horror movies. 
and talk. We would talk about anything. And to this day, we still do. We have phone calls where we will talk about everything, politics, religion, just random shit, because we respect each other enough that even if we don't agree Mm -hmm. on a topic, we are not going to get pissed off and, like, not be friends. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so with with Kill the Cast, like roughly when did you like what's the history with the show? When did you start and how long you've been going for? Um I think we're on like year six or something, but like the last couple of years, like it slowed down dramatically because of my health and mental health issues. And we're trying to get back the ball rolling. Um you know, mm-hmm. uh, because of COVID, I have an episode I just haven't edited to put up that you, that you're on where we do horror trivia. Um, yeah. And there's a car crash in it. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, um, so we've been going on like six years. And like the, the thing is, is I'm always there. But Kenneth or Jay might not be there. Like sometimes Kenneth can't make it or Jay can't make it. Or sometimes I just do random shit. I've also got side shows that I do every once in a while. Like, I just like recording and podcasting and talking to people. Um, so that's my thing. I just and I do everything. Like, I edit the show, I host the show, I put the shows out. Um, I most of the time pick the topic of the show. I'm usually just like, "Hey guys, let's do this," and they're like, "Yes, let's do that." Uh, not saying they don't give me ideas. Like sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, we should do this," or I'll say something and they'll be like, "It'd be better if we did this." Um, yeah. But like from the beginning, we agreed I was captain of the ship. Like I have, oh, I almost like full control. I have like ninety percent control, and they have like five percent each. But it's never been a problem because like I listen to what they say, and I'm not a dick or anything like that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so we just kind of kept going like that. And I just like to talk to people and like, I've got two guest spots lined up, um, to do, uh, one of them is the podcast under the stairs summer series. Yep. Uh, which is always a big summer thing. I missed last year because of my mental health, but like I'm back this year and it's takes up so much fucking time because it's watching all these movies and debating with these guys like everyday messages and then the the actual recording like you record two episodes each episode's like five hours long and then you have a third recording that's like the end of the year round table where you could be recording with different people than you had recorded with previously um and that's another fourth you know four or five hour recording so i'll do like 15 hours worth of recording just for the podcast and other stairs over the summer on top of watching like 10 to like 15 movies wow that is crazy um you you touched on it before but you have other shows i know you have underwater kaiju from outer space just um, greatest name ever yeah agreed agreed what are what are what are your side side casts so all of them are kind of on pause right now. Um, most likely Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space will be the first one that comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's that one, which is all about Godzilla, Gamera, and other Toho movies. Um, just Japanese sci-fi kaiju. Um, then I did a show 
we did like four or five episodes called Atomic Age Saucer Cast with um, Darren from Psycho Semantic Podcast and Court from Cinema Psyops. And that's covering the like atomic age of movies that are like 1950s, um, you know, radioactive giant bugs and UFOs. And when we do those shows, we also like to talk about like what the world was going through and how it affected the world. So we talk a lot about the Cold War and communism. Well, it was technically kind of before the Cold War, but communism, you know, how after Germany fell, you know, Russia became the new big bad. And, you know, the, us fighting against those damn commies and the allegories in these movies that deal with that. So uh, Darren usually does some kind of like history presentation mm-hmm. uh, for those shows. Um, there's also one that I've only ever done one episode and I really want to do it again. It just takes a lot of work. And it's called. Uh, what's it called? Cult Unknown, I think it was. I did it with uh, Jerry Cortez, a.k.a. Mr. Venom. Yes, we did okay. an episode on Bigfoot and we talked about like Bigfoot sightings and stuff like that. And then we covered a Bigfoot movie. We covered Exist, <sighs> which is probably the best Bigfoot movie ever made, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100 percent. It's found footage. It's done super well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, It's just a lot better than like people talk about how like werewolves get shitty movies. Like, mm-hmm. Bigfoot gets shitty movies. Yeah. <laughs> there's two good... There's, like, Exist and then The Geek. And The Geek is only good because it's someone dressed in a Bigfoot suit actually having sex with women. It's a porno. That was made in the 70s. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's yeah, like I a 30 to 45 minute movie that is literally from the 70s. And it's a porno. And what? it's it's a guy dressed as Bigfoot. Having I, sex with women. I'm going to search that up soon. Um, yeah, look, I, I've heard I've heard um, Venom talk about that show, and I've always been meaning to check it out, but I've I keep forgetting. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna search it up now and 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 definitely check it out. But yeah, that that like topic alone to do a podcast like that that's like something that's definitely up my wheelhouse, and you should do definitely do more of that. It's one of those podcasts that you're like, I don't want to do, but I really want to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I love the idea of Bigfoot. I'm not going to say if I'm a believer or I, um, I like to believe that there is a Bigfoot out there. I, I don't I, I don't have any evidence, obviously, but I would love to hear like just I love hearing like people talking about Bigfoot. I just think it's fascinating. Yeah, I love all that shit. I love like getting into like the crazy oh god i just had a coffee burp <laughs> oh. um i like hearing all the crazy theories like well why have we never found a bigfoot body well the bigfoot actually eat their dead bodies um or how come we can never get a good picture well because they're inter interdimensional yes i've heard we try that to before. go it's going through another dimension to escape us and that's why that all the f- pictures and stuff is blurry because we can't actually like you're seeing a glimpse into another dimension so we can't get like a proper picture mm-hmm. video yeah i've heard that too and that's like yeah you can go down a rabbit hole with all this bigfoot theories and stuff it's really really cool i stay going down like i like um i like conspiracy theories i don't get into like the like uh new world order running the world or anything like that but mm-hmm. i get into like just shot at ones like um well like uh 9/11 Take like, and stuff like, like that. 
No, I don't get into like those unless there's something really crazy, like chemtrails. I don't get into chemtrails until I heard one theory. And the theory is, is that chemtrails actually have all these tiny, tiny, like microscopic mirrors in them. And the mirrors are there to actually protect us from an alien's uh, like species that has been sending down like infrared signals or some shit to control us to make it easier for them to invade. And the chemtrails are actually there to hit concentrated signals. So say they, they're like, we're going to hit this place in Idaho. The aliens are. Well, we can very quickly send a plane out with the chemtrails to go ahead and, and crop dust it with all these tiny mirrors that will keep the alien signals from reaching us because it'll distort them and bounce them all over the place. And so they're not strong enough to actually reach our brains. That is wild. <laughs> like, I love wild shit like that. Yeah, okay, okay. That's, yeah. You can, yeah, you can, you can just, you, you can get in trouble with that, like, just, you you start and then you realize shit it's like three days later well it's so easy to make up conspiracy theories and make them make sense it's like mm-hmm. anyone who creates a theory about the shining it's it's so easy to make it work i remember okay so like uh i live in america we have guns um and like there's this whole thing where they're like it's it's crisis actors whenever there's a shooting it's crisis actors they're faking it to actually uh install uh to take away our guns and bring in more gun control and everything like that but here here's a but i'm talking to kenneth one time and i just go kenneth what if it's actually the gun makers and the bullet makers who are actually not only like doing the shootings but sending the the crisis actors because every time there's a shooting in america the Sales for guns and bullets goes up tremendously because everyone's now afraid they're going to take our guns. It's just never going to happen in America. America's never getting rid of guns. It's just Mm -hmm. never going to happen. You will have Prohibition 2.0, except this time there will be a lot more bodies. Like, it just ain't going to fucking happen. Uh, The best we can do is get better gun control laws. But anyway, I'm not here to preach about guns but the fact that i can make a convincing theory by just turning like another theory and just changing out words yeah it's how conspiracy theory works you just have to make it convincing and all you really have to do is take another conspiracy theory that like is right wing and then turn it left wing by changing a few words and changing the perspective like that's it yeah you're spot on i i've never heard that theory that it's all all actors it's it's believable i mean much more believable than the fact that like look up um alex jones sandy hook after the sandy hook shooting alex jones like was like it's crisis actors it's all fake and now he's like been sued to oblivion by like the parents of all the kids who got shot sandy hook and like he had to come out and be like, well, the Alex Jones is just a character. It's just an idiot I play. And the courts were like, shut the fuck up and pay these people their money. So wow. now he's like filing bankruptcy. Uh, his Infowars show is filing bankruptcy. But Alex Jones is like crazy. He's the guy who got who like screamed, 
they're putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Like that's Alex Jones. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it's like that theory that um, Australia isn't real and we're all actors. Yeah, which, first of all, is fucking stupid, okay? <laughs> like, we know y'all exist. Like, what we're not telling people is the reasons y'all can't have guns is because you're all born felons. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Uh, y'all are fucking criminal criminals. Uh, the only thing we do is that uh, we have to digitally edit out all the fucking jail bars around Australia <laughs> so that people don't realize that y'all are just prisoners because y'all are shitty people. That's <laughs> that's why I've never left the country because I'm not allowed. Yeah, you're not allowed. Like, it's not a thing. Like pe- And people go, oh, I went and visited Australia. You know, you went to New Zealand. They fucking tricked you. Okay? Oh, I love it. You don't that's think funny. they just, they didn't import, like, fucking a koala and two kangaroos so that you could look at in New Zealand and think you're in Australia? <laughs> oh, fuck me. So, um, back to Kill the Cast. Um, what, what makes your show unique? Like, what, what what do you do? Like, what, what, what are the episodes about? Um, so just, obviously what makes every podcast unique is the perspectives of the host, mm-hmm. um, and the role they play in the show. Um, so like me as a host, I'm, you know, always trying to like find a way when I watch a movie to bring something interesting, interesting perspective to the movie or something that I can make fun of. That's going to be a hit. Um, but me and Kenneth, we like to put ourselves in the movie and try to like realistically feel the fear they're feeling in the reactions they were having at the time and, and all that. And I think that perspective is something that is unique to our show because Kenneth and I really like try to put ourselves deep, deep into the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also like the fact that even though Kenneth and I think really, really deep and hard about movies and come up with all these theories and shit, Jay doesn't, Jay just watches the movie. And for the most part, just tries to enjoy the fucking movie. He doesn't try to like super critique it and and come up with theories or any of that shit. He's just like the normal guy who just wants to watch a movie and have fun. Yep. So like you have that balance of, 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 but of us all doing that. But we do have one show that is unique to us. Um, not saying it's not inspired, because it is inspired by a. I got the idea after watching, after listening to a show Skeleton Crew did, where they kind of put two movies up against each other. But I took that idea and I broke it down and created my own version of it. So we have Horror Coliseum, where we take two movies that have something <laughs> similar. Um, but we do not do like original versus remake. We do not do that. Yep. Everyone does that. We're not doing OG versus remake. Fuck that shit. Uh, and we put the movies together, but we have 15 categories and we rank each movie, all those 15 categories. And we do not talk to each other about the movie beforehand. So it is your own personal interpretation of what those categories 
mean for that movie. So you'll see us disagree on like who is technically the protagonist or, you know, like what our interpretation of its effect of horror and how it represents the horror culture or pop culture in general. It's also very different. And we've taken movies like the first one we ever did was Alien versus the Thing. You know, what's the greatest sci-fi movie of all time? And we also try to eliminate as much of our personal bias as we can when we score these movies. Yep. Um, and we did like our big one where we did Friday the 13th um, versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. But we did almost the entire franchise. Wow. Like, okay. We did um, like the first seven Friday movies versus like the first seven Nightmare movies. And then we did like the remakes of each against each other. But it's literally yeah, like okay. so Friday the 13th part three versus a Nightmare on Elm Street part three. Like uh, doing it that way or like you brought up earlier, we did Jaws three versus Jaws of Revenge. Mm-hmm. And that was strictly because I wanted to because I was so tired of people talking shit about Jaws of Revenge that I was <laughs> like, OK, people respect Kenneth's opinion. People respect, you know, Jay's opinion. So I will bring them in to do it. They're not big lovers of the movies. So this will, this this is an unbiased control group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jaws of Revenge won, so fuck Jaws 3. <laughs> but we've also done, like, Silence of the Lamb versus 7. Um, and I've got tons of – I have a whole fucking list of mm-hmm. movies I want to do, like uh, Zodiac versus The Black Dahlia Murder. Um, okay. Alligator versus Orca. Like Ooh. I um and we've done some really, really good ones, but there's there's so many more that we can do. And it is kind of the show that like I want to do like like at least once every other every other month to drop yeah. a horror coliseum because that is our show. That is what we that's like the uniqueness that we bring. Mm-hmm. And it's just I wanna but we want to do like just random movie reviews or top tens or you know, just hanging out kind of things. Also, because you want to break up the monotony of it. Yeah. You know, like some shows are known for, you know, reviewing a whole franchise and having like this five hour long show. Yeah. Yeah. Our normal shows, not including Horror Coliseum, we try to hit like an hour and a half and get out. Yeah. We don't want to be that six hour show. Our Horror Coliseums will kind of go like two maybe a little bit over because you have to because it's so long because you're mm-hmm. in 15 categories for two movies you have no fucking option there but uh we don't want to be six hour shows we want clean hour and a half to two hour shows hell we've done hour-long shows like we don't care yep like if there's not a lot to say we're not going to like bloat this show yeah we're just not yeah. I remember, I remember your last horror call scene that you did was um, Halloween versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I'm not going to say who won, but I agree with what you guys chose. Yeah, that one was fun. That actually happened because of um, Joe Bob Briggs. Whenever he talks about Halloween or he talks about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he always brings up the other. And oh, I, really? Like, I didn't notice that. Uh, yeah, because he always, um, talks about how, like, Halloween gets all the credit for technically what Texas Chainsaw Massacre did. Yep. Um, and so I'd watched his 
Halloween and I'd watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre episodes on the last drive-in. And I was just like, you know what? I think he's got a point. I think I think the Halloween does get all the credit for what Texas Chainsaw Massacre do. But what's mm-hmm. the better movie? I know which movie I prefer. But mm-hmm. if we break it down into categories and try to be non-biased, what are we looking at now? Yeah. Um, and I'm really proud of that episode. Really yeah, proud. Because I think it was just super fun, super entertaining. And, like, we really dug deep. Yeah. No, 100%. I love the horror Coliseum shows, man. They're so much fun to listen to. And just the way that you do it with the whole different categories, it's just, it's really cool. And there are times where I disagree. There are times where I agree. Um, As I said before, the Jaws one was incredible. The Halloween versus Texas Chainsaw. I went into that expecting to argue with you guys. I expected to be yelling at my radio while listening to you guys. And every time I was surprised by the end, I was like, wow, I I can't believe it went that way. I agree with what you guys said. Hold up. So, you just said arguing with your radio. Do you like listen to us on a radio? What? Do you like go to like 97.7 the cast? <laughs> I'm I'm a truck driver, so I listen to you through the truck radio. Oh, okay, that makes more yeah. sense. <laughs> um what's How often your... do you get robbed from other felons while driving the truck? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Because they know you're the biggest felon. <laughs> yeah you don't want to how many fucking. how many do you, do you have a felony no you can fall on these nuts no <laughs> <laughs> do you, tim though seriously uh do you know candace Can, no candace dick fit in your mouth <laughs> jesus what a use okay, it on someone <laughs> it's so good dude it's so it's so good <laughs> Um, if you could pick one episode to pimp out of your of, of Kill the Cast, what would it be? Holy shit. I know, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, probably right now I would say, like, the Horror Coliseum, Tech Chainsaw Massacre versus Halloween. Mm-hmm. But, like, it depends on what you want. Like, one of the episodes I'm proudest of, Jay was not on this episode. It was me, Kenneth, and then uh, Watson. Um, and we did the original last house on the left and we, we went for like three hours and I went like super deep in like all the metaphors and the meanings of, of it symbolizing the death of the sixties and the culture, uh, the birth of the culture of the seventies and exploitation and grindhouse and all this shit. And I went like super deep on it. And if you know who, if anyone knows who Watson is from Horror Cordon, mm-hmm. Watson's fucking extremely smart. Yeah, yeah. So like, me and Kenneth like went super deep on that movie. Um, I also really like our review of The Shining because I don't like The Shining, but like I will in like one week I watched the movie like three times. I spent hours and hours and hours on YouTube going through like theories and information and i researched and i watched that stupid room 237 documentary twice and i even came up with my own theory about the shining Mm -hmm. to 
prove how easy it was to do. <laughs> do you want to um, do you want to share it? Uh, if I remember all of it, um, so basically I was able to prove how the shining actually represents um, the crucifixion of Jesus, and it's the Father uh, killing the Son for. Uh, like the world or some shit like it, I know it was linked to Christianity and I had proof where there's all these like hidden crosses in the movie and in the maze and stuff. I would, I, I would have to listen to the episode cause I do that all the time where I come up with all these theories about movies. Yeah. But fuck if I can remember them. <laughs> Half of them. I remember when we did the horror Coliseum on one of the Fridays versus Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, it's the Nightmare on Elm Street where, like, you actually have the flashback and you see, like, Freddy as, like, a father. Yeah, yeah. Like, him in real life as a father. I came up with, like, some fucking, like, crazy theory about that movie. Um, like, I just do that a lot. I come up with, like, fucking theories and shit, and then I can't remember them. Like, I was on a guest spot on a show for the original Night of the Living Dead last summer, and, like, I came up with a theory for that movie, and it's, like, movie's fucking 60 years old. <laughs> but that's what I do. I, I If you have me on your show, you can, unless it's, like, um an interview or, you know, we're doing a top ten or something like that, but if you have me to come on your show to review a movie, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'm going to come with some kind of theory about the movie. That's like, awesome. I 100% believe in in death of the artist, that as soon as the art is out of the artist's hands, mm-hmm. the audience can interpret it however they want to interpret it, as long as they can back it up from what is there. You can't just pull out of your ass. Mm, they can't yeah. just make shit up. You need evidence from the movie. Um, and that's what I do. Um because I just like theory crafting. I think it's fun. That's awesome. Now I want to get you on the show to <laughs> do that for us. <laughs> do it. I will fucking let's pick a fucking movie and I will like figure out some kind of weird theory crafting yeah. of shit. I will Definitely. give you whole backstories based off like there's like, well, there's these three things in the movie. What they represent is. This happening in this person's person's life, which led them to make this choice, and that choice is directly in conflict like this. And I also like to find weird shit. My girlfriend put on um, a Nightmare on Elm Street three the other day. Yep. Um, because she knows I hate Freddy Krueger, <laughs> <coughs> and she wanted to watch it. And she spent the whole time talking about how much I hate Freddy Krueger. I found this big fuck up in the movie, like yesterday. Um, so you've seen the movie, obviously, right? Y- yeah. Yeah. When they all go into that room to go to sleep for the first time, where they will all then be pulled into the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, Joey ends up getting put into a coma because he goes and fuck Big Titty Nurse that he liked. Yeah. So this is the first time doing it. Literally, the next scene is Joey, Joey in the hospital bed in a coma. And the... Um, other woman then um I, I guess she's partners with the young guy that's helping nancy and then the guy who's like above them are right there and he says you gave them 
an experimental drug, you gave them Lipracil. If if they gave them Lipracil, there is no way they could have fallen into a dream because it is a dream uh-huh. blocker. Nancy has been on it for years. Fuck, I never ever picked up on that. So there is no way they could have fallen into a dream together. Also, keep in mind, the doctor ends up going into the dream with them. Mm-hmm. He, how did he put himself asleep? <laughs> now I want to re- I want to rewatch that movie now and, and like how and how does that work? Like, <laughs> like, like it, it makes no fucking sense now. And I can I can do this for almost every fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movie because they're so shittily written. <laughs> like they do not give a fuck about rules whether it's in their universe or not. It mm-hmm. makes no sense. And also like in the beginning of the movie, the chicks. He, she's in her dream. She grabs the little girl and she starts running with the little girl, and the floor starts to turn to goop. How are you not going to make that her running up the stairs and it turning into goop as a ball and ass reference to the first movie? Mm, yeah, true. Like what the fuck? Like that's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> now I want to watch that movie and and see that point. Let's do. We see. I've already done a podcast on it, but like I didn't bring this up because I didn't notice it last time. Wow. So, okay. like, no matter how many times you see a movie, there there's something you could notice you've never noticed before. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and like I said, that literally just happened to me. Like, literally, it, I was watching it yesterday, and I was just like, "How did it, if if they're on Lipracil, which the doctor says, and they admit to, how did he? How did they all get put into a dream state? You're gonna tell me that one girl's." Oh, well, her powers pull people into dreams. Bitch, she can't pull into dreams if she herself cannot go into a dream. <laughs> yeah. And they cannot go into a dream. They're on Lipracil. Especially if she pulls Nancy into the dream her the first time. Nancy's mm-hmm. been on Lipracil for years. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's how Freddy hasn't been able to get her. So you could argue that, well, she was able to pull Nancy in there. Okay, if she was able to pull Nancy into a dream... Then what's the point of giving them lip cell? <laughs> if they can still go into the dream world specifically where Freddy is. Yep. What's the point of giving them lip cell? It just makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you've, you've pointed something out now that's going to ruin the movie for me. The Thanks, movie should Jerry. be good. How are you not ruined by Nancy's mouth just always being open? How much of a bad actress Heather Langenkamp is? She is such yeah. a fucking bad actress. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, she the first one, a- like, the first Nightmare is one of my favorite movies, but I'm it's a massive so- Freddy Krueger fan. Rewatching it, and I rewatched it, like, a couple of years ago, and, and yeah, you see so many... So much of the acting is, is so wooden. Like, even, even Johnny Depp. You cannot um, tell me that Johnny Depp char- characters and Nancy are dating. Mm. <laughs> they're not. That That's her gay best friend. Don't <laughs> fucking sit here and tell me they're dating. They're a couple. They're a relationship. No, they're not. They show no chemistry. They do nothing that's relationship-like whatsoever. They do shit like a gay best friend, and that's that's his beard. You know what I'm saying? Like, get the mm. fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, all right, to wrap this show up, I've got a few more questions for you. Um, I'm go. sure that you are aware of the game 20 Questions. 
Oh, yeah, that's where you try to figure out who fucked Kevin Bacon. <laughs> no, that's... Yeah, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and six degrees of... 20 questions. Basically, I'm just going to ask you 20 questions, and you just got to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. So it's just a okay. quick round of questions. Okay, so. let me get a sip of coffee real quick. Me. Okay, I'm powered. I'm lubed. My throat is lubed for you. All right, all right. So the first thing that comes to your head. So, Jerry Herring, what's your favorite drink? Uh, Sweet tea. Okay. Favorite color? Purple. Nice. Favorite color food? Color royalty, baby. <laughs> True. Favorite food? Chicken strips. Nice, okay. I'm favorite. Child. <laughs> favorite band? Uh, every time I die. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in uh, peace. <laughs> least favorite band. Uh, artist. Least favorite. What band do I hate the most? Um, the Beatles. <gasps> really? I hate the Beatles. Why? That is boring ass shit, man. Oh, that's so boring. Or Metallica. I hate Metallica also. Oh. They're like one of my favorites. That that's so boring. <laughs> Their music is so fucking boring. <laughs> All right. Um uh favorite uh holiday destinations, so somewhere you'd love to go. I want to go to Japan. No, yeah, okay. That makes sense coming from you. <laughs> I say Australia, but I don't have a long enough rap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh favorite non-horror film. Favorite non-horror film. History of the World Part One. Right, never heard of it. It's a comedy by Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. All right. Um, favorite TV show? Uh, it's Game of Thrones. I'm not even gonna try to lie or hide that last <laughs> two seasons might have sucked, but Game of Thrones was some of the best theory crafting I ever got to do. Nice. Um, podcast you love that's not your own. Um. I'm not going to do the bitch thing and name yours. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I was not, worried that you were going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that shit. Um, I, I'm actually going to say, uh, my favorite podcast ever was the skeleton crew, which is Alex Edwards podcast. Obviously it's defunct now. It doesn't, it's not a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Actively. My favorite podcast is, um, Last podcast on the left, which is obviously a huge show. Uh, them and completely unnecessary podcast, which is a like video game podcast. Those are the two I listen to the most. Nice. Okay. I I, I don't listen to I listen to a couple of horror podcasts. Um, and it's pretty much like people I'm friends with. I listen to their podcast, but yep. other than that, I actually only listen to like podcasts on the left and completely unnecessary podcasts. Okay, completely unnecessary. I've never heard of them. I'm yeah, like... it's um Pat the NES Punk, and uh, so it's Pat and Ian, and they cover everything like video game wise and, and some pop culture stuff. But like, if you're deep into retro gaming, like mm -hmm. they know their shit. Nice. Okay. Um, do you believe in ghosts? I'm so torn because I don't believe in a god and I don't believe in an afterlife. But mm -hmm. then my bitch ass will be like, okay, here's the thing. 
there are ghosts that have sex in my house. Okay. Look, listen, listen, let me tell you, let me, <laughs> let me just pause the 20 questions for a second. Okay. Yep. When I first moved to Tennessee, moved here from uh, Panama City Beach, Florida, moved to Nashville, Tennessee with me and my ex-fiance. Um, my ex-fiance had to work that day. I was off. So anyway, I'm downstairs with my mom and my stepdad and they're making dinner and they're joking around and like my uh mom was like all right that's it you're not getting any sex tonight <clears throat> and so i'm like oh you ain't getting shit now keep in mind my stepdad is a couple of months younger than me i was born in 88 Holy he was born in 89 like but i'm cool as fuck with my stepdad i love my stepdad he's the coolest motherfucker yeah uh and i'm okay with it like he asked me for permission to marry my mom like they just started out as a booty call my mom was just trying to get laid but then it develops and i'm not one of those people that get weirded out by my mom fucking like everybody fucks bro it's cool (laughs) you know your your grandfather was clapping cheeks up until the point that either (laughs) she died or he died uh i'm sorry it's true there was at least hand jobs going on um so anyway that night um i go into what we call the nerd room which is where i'm recording right now Mm -hmm. and i go to get something out of my little closet that's here And my little closet, it faces the stairs. And on the other side of the stairs is, you know, my mom and stepdad's room. So I go in there and I can hear fucking. I hear clear sounds of fucking. There's clapping. There's moaning. There's fucking. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to I'm about to bust my mom's shit in the morning. So the next morning I call her out and she goes, we didn't fuck last night. And I'm like, you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. And she's like, no, we really didn't. So when my stepdad comes down, I'm like, Ryan, you fuck last night. And he's like, no, we didn't. We went to sleep. And I was like, don't bullshit me. I heard fucking. And he's like, no, we seriously did. And I'm like, oh, I guess it was just ghost fucking. Since then, my stepdad has heard ghost fucking. My mom has heard ghost fucking. And my current girlfriend has heard ghost fucking in this house. What the fuck? That is and cool. I, like, I, 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 one... Now, I don't have the greatest eyes, okay? I get shots in my eyes every month because mm-hmm. I have diabetic retinopathy. So I have to go get needles in both my eyes every fucking month. Uh, one night I woke up to go piss, and, like, the bathroom door is, like, right at the top of the stairs. And I looked down and swear to God I saw a shadow person, like, turn the corner on my stairs to go into the living room. And, like, our biggest dog, like, the one that's, like, 140 pounds, sleeps downstairs because he don't like walking up the stairs. Yeah, and he wasn't barking at all. But I saw that shit and I was just like, I just lied to myself and was like, I got terrible eyes. <laughs> Fuck that. That is fucking awesome. Hopefully you'll get a threesome one day. Dude, I am down for ghost <laughs> fucking. Like, <laughs> come on over. You I mean, just, you can just make the fucking remake of the entity at your house. Oh god! I, I just came up with a horrible joke. I'm gonna just dress up like a Catholic priest and clap Casper's ass because <laughs> Casper's a child. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> oh fuck me! I remember when we did the horror coliseum of Friday Three vs Nightmare Three. Joey has like the little teardrop tattoo. Yeah, you know, which yep, you know, yep. in in gang culture is you put a tattoo for every time you kill someone. 
Yeah. And I said, do you know uh, Catholic priests get little pacifiers tattooed on their face? Do you know what that means? For every kid they fucked. (laughs) I'd be saying wild shit. I don't remember what episode it was, but one episode I said um, Passion of the Christ is roots for white people. Fucking hell, man. I'm going to get your show fucking canceled. (laughs) Fuck your show, buddy. You're going to get in so much shit. I love it. I love this fucking humor. So bring forth it. Um, All right, back to the 20 questions. Yeah. Favorite favorite actor? Edward Norton. And uh, alive, Edward Norton. Dead, Vincent Price. Yeah, okay. Cool. Favorite actress? Um, sexually, Kat Dennings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, who's um, God, who's a fucking good actress? Like, just fucking blows it. You know who doesn't get enough credit when it mm. comes to acting? Ashley Lawrence in Hellraiser. Yeah, I. I she did yeah. such a good job. She does. She's like one of the better final girls, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Yes. She does such a good job, you know, and obviously I think one of the best female actresses. um, That's fucking dumb. uh, Female actors right now. uh, Obviously, Toni Collette is just fucking. Mm, Yeah, she should have won an Oscar for Hereditary. That was ridiculous. Yep. Yep. She's Um, she's Australian. (laughs) Damn. she must have got out of a lot of fucking <laughs> police chases with that acting. Here we um, go. <laughs> uh, also, the chick who plays uh, Millie Bobby Brown who plays Eleven in Stranger Things. Yeah. The, the facial expressions she pulls off in Stranger Things throughout the entire series is immaculate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's, her she's facial expressions job. are so fucking good. Like, not really a spoiler for season four. But, like, her showing how uncomfortable she is on her face in season four in, like, the first or second episode um, when she's doing, like, a school presentation is so fucking good. No, I haven't, I haven't so, seen season four yet, so I'll, I'll, be, um, just, I'll be checking that she'll, out. She'll do a school presentation. She'll do a presentation in front of her classroom. Just watch her face. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite director? Um, I guess, John Carpenter, I guess. Yeah. I, that's one thing about me. I'm not one of those people that are like, I love an actor or an actress or like mm-hmm. a director uh, as much because like, or, uh, you know, script writer or anything like that. My girlfriend's super into that. She'll find a director and just watch all of his movies. Yeah. Okay. Um, But like, I'm like, I want to watch like everything. The nicest director I've ever met is Adam Green really adam green is the nicest dude i've ever met straight up yeah yeah okay okay nice yeah yeah i fucking love adam green i wish he would just come out with something soon it's been a while yeah i i mean i do too i don't i don't it's so hard for him but i i just Mm. want digging up the marrow too all i want yeah the marrow is so fucking good it's yeah it's fucking amazing I love that movie. One of the movies. I did a podcast on it. 
Yeah. And and Kenneth and Jay were both like, this is mediocre. And I'm over here like just Adam Green's dick all the way down my throat. (laughs) That movie is like one of the few movies that legitimately scared the shit out of me. Like had me frozen with fear in one scene. Have you have y'all covered it on your podcast? No, we haven't. I'd love to. I want to I want to do an episode on that with people who actually like are really passionate about the movies that like we can really get into it. Yeah, fuck it. I'll have you on with that. That'd be great Let's to do. Let's do it. I will wake up early or <laughs> you wake up earlier. One of yeah. us is waking up early. <laughs> yeah. Stupid time zones. Um, all right. Worst way to die, in your opinion. It's kind of a tie between, like, drowning and getting burned at the stake. Because either way, you're choking to mm. death. Like, if you get burned at the stake, you're going to die from, like, smoke inhalation yep before anything else and drowning uh you know you're gonna fill your lungs i would probably say burning is a lot scarier than drowning yeah agreed so i would probably say burning that yeah at least with with drowning like you're not in as, as much pain with burning like you suffocate but you still got the pain yeah, it's just the anxiety, like, mm. of, like, watching them, like, tie you up and build up all the wood and then burn, like, then setting you on fire. Like, with drowning, if you're drowning, it's 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 going to happen. You're going to freak out right then and there, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to be over in a few minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. burning, it's going to take you a little bit. Like, you're going to feel the fire. um, And you're going to, like slowly start choking before it finally gets you so like you have the anxiety beforehand mm-hmm. then the actual pain and then the choking before you finally like actually die yeah okay, i think you win with that one fuck that <laughs> um if so i that- had to choose the way i was going to die <coughs> i want to be killed by a gray white shark <laughs> that's what i, I want load to. me up on painkillers so i feel a little less and let's go <laughs> you don't want a boring death like cancer like like imagine like my imagine my kids like telling people like telling their friends oh my dad died how i oh, was killed by a great white shark like that's a story yeah like kenneth's dad died of cancer and it would it, it would have been so much cooler had he like that like kenneth's dad was a magician really um yeah like uh, he has like all these books that like have locks on them and shit um, so how much cooler would it have been if you died, like, fucking doing some Houdini shit yeah. versus cancer? <laughs> you know? As bad as that sounds. <laughs> oh, no. Not only would Kenneth be all about this, his dad, mm. Bill, would have been 100% about it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. Celebrity crush. Cat Dennings. Yeah. <laughs> You already said it. Oh, yeah. Just two, two reasons why. Left titty, right titty? What do you mean? <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. Let me tell Like, Look, I love big titties. Okay. Some guys are ass men. Some are legs men. Mm-hmm. If you're Quentin Tarantino, you like feet. <laughs> I like big titties. And girls, look, I don't care if they sag. If they're not like super full anymore you had kids i don't give a fuck okay 
as long as they're not fake, because I'm going to be honest, I don't think fake titties look that good, except for Sophie D, who's a porn star. She, I don't know how she managed to get the greatest boob job in the world, but she pulled it off. Mm-hmm. But I love titties. I don't, I don't care if they, they flat. I don't give a fuck. I love titties. So do I. Come holler at me. I'm a tits man, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um. All right. Next question is favorite subgenre of horror. Uh, everyone knows this is creature features. Nice. Yep. Love them. Uh, a film that's loved that you don't like. She. Where do we start, baby? <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street One. Nightmare on Elm Street Three. The Shining. The Witch. Uh, Back to the Future. Top Gun, um, Gremlins, uh, fucking, uh, uh, I already said Back to the Future, Point Break, any 80s action movie, um, like, except for, I guess, Die Hard. I like Die Hard. It's got good, it's a very well-written script. It has really well-written dialogue. Mm. For I will make, if you're from the 80s and you love 80s, I will make you hate me because I'm about to talk shit about all your favorite movies, all your favorite <laughs> bands. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking annihilate you. What about, okay, my favorite, my two favorite 80s movies are The Lost Boys and Predator. Okay, so here's one. Predator 2 is better, okay? Oh, no. It, it is. It them, is, them are funny it is 100% better acted. It is a hundred percent way more fucking interesting. It it stars Gary Busey's teeth first of all, <laughs> okay, which is a hundred percent better than fucking Jesse Ventura's mustache or Arnold Schwarzenegger's fucking muscles. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Predator Two is so much fucking better. People who like Predator One are just not smart enough <laughs> to understand film. Uh, what was your other movie? The Lost Boys. I get it. I get it. You, you're you, you like in sync. You like Backstreet. <laughs> there films, we go. Okay? I, kn- I knew it was coming. Okay, to one hundred percent like the boy band of vampire movies. The only reason y'all don't get made fun of more is because Twilight was made. That's it. If not, we would still be making fun of you. Okay, it's okay to admit you jacked off to half that cast, and the chick wasn't one of them. Okay, fine, yeah, but okay, you jack off. You you wrote a fan fiction that was literally Arnold Schwarzenegger and the saxophone guy lost in the (laughs) jungle, and the only way to beat the predator was for them to play the saxophone into Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass. You just pulled that straight from your ass, and I love it. Because then the Predator, after seeing that, would 100% shoot himself in the head. (laughs) He wouldn't even destroy the planet because he wouldn't have enough time to think. It would literally just be laser, done, dead. (laughs) All right. Enough of that. I've, I've heard so much about the Lost Boys being the twilight of the 80s. Oh, it, it is. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, all right. What do you want for Christmas? Random question I just threw in there. Uh, what do I want for fucking Christmas? I really want another. Uh, <clears throat> I want an X Plus 
Mecha Godzilla uh, 74 or 75. Actually, I think I might prefer a 75. Um, X Plus are Godzilla figures that are like $300 and up. And they're like the most like screen accurate sculpts. Um, they have no articulation. They are just like basically highly made vinyl sculptures that are like extremely expensive and extremely screen accurate. Um, and I have been wanting a Mechagodzilla 75 for so long. And the longer I wait, the higher the price is going to go because like, even though they come out and you can get them for like two fifty, three hundred bucks mm-hmm. after about six months, they're not really, you can't really get them anymore. So yeah, you okay. immediately after six months, go to the secondary market. Yep. And every year that goes by, they just tick up in price. Yep. <laughs> I know I know <clears throat> I know the figures that you're talking about. I have always wanted <clears throat> ones. They do like different ones like like Leatherface and stuff like that. No, no, and, no, 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 no. Not X Plus. Oh, they X don't? Plus is, no, they they don't they've never done horror movies. They do oh, okay. um like the closest they outside of doing like Gamma, Godzilla, Ultraman, stuff like that. If they've done like figures of like Harryhausen monsters. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I'll send you. I'll send you pictures of the X Plus figures I have. Yeah, okay, okay. I know it's I've like, got, like nine of them. Oh, fuck. There's figures like that I've seen um, here in Australia that are like they're probably like a foot tall. Um, then there's like there's different ones. There's like. Freddy Krueger, Jason, Leatherface. Oh yeah, there's there's some that do like uh, high end like um, figures like that. I know for articulation, um, the like high end uh, company is called Hot Toys. Yeah, um, they do a lot of Marvel stuff, um, but uh, you're not thinking of like um, like the Screen Maniacs line, are you? No, 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 no. These, these are okay. these are much bigger. No, I've got like some of the Screen Maniacs ones. Um, these are much bigger. They don't articulate. They're like sta- basically statues. Okay. Well, unless they, they say X Plus on the foot, which I've never seen X Plus do any like horror. I've seen them do some Harry Owls and stuff, but for the most part, it's Godzilla, Gamera, Ultraman, Spectreman, shit like that. Yeah, okay. Nah. These ones that are that I've I've seen in shop windows before, but they range they're the cheapest I've seen them is about eight hundred dollars. Whoo, god yeah. damn, does that thing give me a hand job at night? Shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They look amazing and I would love to have them, but yeah, I'm not spending that much on an Yeah, no, there's there's some Godzilla figures and stuff that go for, you know, thousands of dollars. And yeah, I'm just okay. like, I'll never have that. <laughs> it's depressing, eh? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, all right. Last two questions here. Advice for anyone wanting to start a podcast? Um, yeah, keep in mind that a, a lot of people want to start a podcast because they just like talking to their friends. That's mm-hmm. great and all. You need to remember that you are doing this to entertain an audience. Okay. Yep. If not, there's no reason to record it. Mm-hmm. So you need to keep in mind of that. So when you're making all these inside jokes, 
the audience doesn't get it. Unless the inside joke was created on the podcast, we don't get it. Yep. Like, you need to remember you're doing this for an audience. You need to also, whenever you go to do a podcast, whether it's your podcast or guest spot, always assume the other people are not going to bring it. So you have to bring it. You have to be prepared and you have to bring it, mm-hmm. especially if you're going on someone else's podcast, because that's you representing your podcast. If you suck on that podcast, they're not going to come listen to yours. Yep. So you were you were auditioning for someone else's audience. So you need to bring it. Um, like those are two of the the biggest pieces of advice that I got. From Alex Edwards of Skeleton Crew um, when I was starting out and I and I had asked him because I thought he was like the the greatest podcast host in the world. Um, and that's and I, I, I don't mimic his style, but uh, I learned a lot from listening to him and how he did it. Um, study other podcasts, um, listen to what you like, listen to what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um so that you can, you know, because you're going to constantly get better. Like, that's just how it is. You're constantly going to get better. You're constantly going to learn. You're going to have bad shows sometimes. Sometimes someone's feeling off or the review just didn't go the way you wanted to. It's going to happen. <laughs> Don't let it get you down. Just fucking yep. put it out. Someone may like it. Um, God knows we've had shows like that. Um, it, it, it it happens. Um also, this is something that bothers me. If you're doing a podcast, take the first 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes. If you're the host, say everyone's name. You know, hi, my name is Jerry. Joining me as always is Tim and Bob. Okay, introduce mm-hmm. who you're talking about. Then, then go, hey, Tim, how you doing? What have you been up to? So that Tim can talk. That way, they can take his name and put it with his voice. And then yeah. do the same thing for Bob. Because I can't stand listening to shows where they don't do this. They jump right into shit. And I'm just like, who the fuck is who? <laughs> yeah. And now I've got to listen for fucking seven episodes just to try to figure that out. Take five minutes. Say their name in the introduction. Say their name again while asking them, hey, what have you been doing this week? Let them talk for two minutes. Do it to the other guy or chick or whatever because that helps and do it every episode because every episode is someone's first time listening. Yep. Yeah. It helps so much with people getting familiar with people's voices and people's names. As a host, you don't always realize that because, of course, they're going to know your name. If you're the host, you're probably talking the most. Mm. That rhymed. <laughs> that's great advice very good Um, advice other than that it doesn't matter if someone's already done that people want to hear your version of it yeah everyone's covered every movie every idea you have someone's done it before try not to straight copy them and if you do straight copy them at least give them credit you know Mm -hmm. but it's okay to be inspired by what someone else does and give your version of it because your audience wants to hear your version of it. Awesome. That's heaps good advice. Well done. Well done. 
Um, last question for the show. Pick one song. One song that you want to close this show out. Um, Did I say show? I meant song. One show I want to close the song out with? <laughs> one song. <laughs> Pick one song. Um, In honor of the death of my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Of Every Time I Die. Um, I want to go... Oh, fuck. I, I want to go with the one of one of their songs, obviously, because it's it's every time I die. Oh man, choosing like one song from them can be it's, like the hardest like thing possible. It's tough, yeah. Uh, I, I, hostile architecture by Every Time I Die. Um, because I just like that middle part. Like, he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's so good. I, I obviously didn't do it justice. It does not sound as bad as I just made it sound. But Hostile <laughs> Architecture by Every Time I Die is is such a a just good fucking song. If you don't like, like, post-hardcore slash metalcore, you're not going to like it. But, you know, suck my dick. <laughs> there we go. We'll play that song at the end of this episode. Jerry, it has been amazing talking to you and finding more shit about you. Um, take this time now to uh, plug your show if you want. Um, I do Kill the Cast. You can search up Kill the Cast on Spotify and iTunes and all of that. And not only will we find my show, Kill the Cast, but you will also find our sister show, which I'm not on. Every other show I'm on, on the Kill the Cast feed, but... I am not on Friday Nightmares. Friday Nightmares is hosted by, hosted by Scott and Heather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are fantastic. They put out like a show like every fucking week, week and a half. It's fucking, and it's <laughs> always like huge multiple movies and topics. And they both have like lives and shit. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but they somehow do it. Um, and they're absolutely amazing. So check out Kill the Cash. You can find Friday Nightmares there also uh, soon, hopefully. Maybe by the time this drops, maybe a little bit after it, we will have a trivia episode with Mr. Tim Davis here. Um, we we just kind of bullshit, hang out, talk. Uh, we, we just ask each other questions. And then there's a car wreck in the middle of it. Or towards the end, because after the car wreck, I was like, oh shit, I gotta go. Because some drunk motherfucker ran his Mustang into my uncle's truck right in front and you can hear it on the episode yeah like literal little car wreck not just like us fucking around yeah was, and then they kept going i don't even know after i left kenneth kept recording kept talking i have no idea <laughs> i think it was just him asking me questions about australia oh okay that, that's probably true <laughs> if i remember correctly awesome man awesome all right jerry thank you so much brother this has been amazing um go and check out kill the cast they're a podcast i listen to so you should listen to it too because everything i listen to is good that is it for this episode of i'm your number one fan we'll be back with another episode soon hopefully until then thank you guys thank you jerry we'll catch you later